Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's her show. She knows about whiskey and stuff. Hi, this is Debbie Shoker on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Bad gum whiskey. Hey, you know, last week I said we were going to review a bourbon, and I'm a girl of my word, so here we go. I'm going to talk to you today about Dry Fly Bourbon, the 101 proof. It's from uh, it's from the Pacific Northwest. It's actually from Washington State, and yes, of course, it's a an American craft bourbon, and um, the, the founder, Don Poffenroth, the reason he named it dry fly is that he's a big fan of fly fishing up there and according to what they have on their website uh, dryfly dryfly.com he's they say fly fishing is a wonderful way to enjoy the nature and beauty of the Pacific Northwest it's a craft that makes you slow down and appreciate your surroundings a craft like distilling that takes patience passion and persistence. A good cast is like a good whiskey, smooth and hits the spot. Wow, I could not have said it any better than, than that myself. And did you notice that in that little um, that little quote from their from their website, they mentioned passion. And that's what I'm always saying about craft distilling. The reason almost all of the craft distilling products are so good is because the makers are very passionate about it. Remember, a lot of these people, they still have a day job. They hope to make a living at it, but they are passionate about what they do. And because of that, almost all of it is very, very good. So I'm going to talk to you. Now, Dryfly, they have a whole, whole line of um, of spirit products. They've got gin. They've got um, got all different sorts of, of, of whiskeys, some really interesting ones. But because we were talking last week about bourbon, I thought we'd just stick on topic and talk about the Dry Fly 101 bourbon. You know, I've, I've tried to find out why it is that it, it seems you only find bourbons at 101 proof. And I really don't know why that is. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. If you have any, uh, any idea or any knowledge or any inside info about that, please drop me a line. Let me know because I find it very interesting. You don't find 101 proof scotch or 101 proof gin, but you find 101 proof bourbons. And let me tell you, most of the time you're going to find that the higher proof bourbons are very very good and the reason is flavor now when a bourbon comes out of the barrel it's much higher than it, it it's a much higher alcohol content much higher proof unless it's a barrel proof or, or cask strength product um, it's generally a much higher proof product than what you're gonna find in the store in the bottle so let's say it comes out of the barrel at 125 proof, just for the sake of the discussion. Well, to get it to 101 proof, they have to add pure water. That's the only thing they're allowed to add to it and still call it bourbon. 
So they water it down to 101 proof. Let's say they're going to take it all the way down to that other standard we're so familiar with, 80 proof. Well, if they have to water it all the way down to 80 proof from 100 to 80, you're, you're watering it down another 20%. And if you're watering it down, you're not just watering down the alcohol content. That's right. You're also losing flavor. You're watering down the flavor. And that's why I think you're going to find, generally speaking, the 101 proof bourbons are amazingly flavorful. So let's jump right in, shall we? Let me tell you about Dry Fly. Um, it runs about uh, right around $40 for a standard 750 milliliter bottle. And I think that's a very, very fair price for a, a craft bourbon and also for a craft bourbon that is this good which I'm showing my hand there just a little bit, aren't I? Um, I, I was not able to find that it was available at my local, uh, the, the larger Happy Juice store that we might all go to first. But I did find that some of the, the more local, smaller Happy Juice stores in my area do carry it. It is the first legal bourbon ever, ever made in Washington State. And this is really interesting. The, the mash bill fascinates me. Um, it is 55% corn, and it's all grown locally. All their, all their, uh, it's a true farm-to-glass product. All of the grains that they use, they're farmed by small family-owned farms within like 50, no, not 50, 30 miles of their distillery. I think that's wonderful. Uh, it's one thing to be grain to glass. It's another thing to be farm to glass and to be supporting your local farmers. Good for them. That's amazing. So 55% corn. But here's the, here's the other fascinating thing. The other 45% in that grain recipe is something called triticale. T-R-I-T. I-C-A-L-E, triticale. Now, triticale is a hybrid grain of wheat and rye, and it was developed in Scotland way back in the 1800s. And because it's an interesting grain, it adds a lot of interest to this bourbon. So here we go. Let's just jump right in. Let's, uh, let's get that all-important, beautiful sound. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, there we go. Oh, I didn't even tell you about the bottle. You know I love to talk about the bottles. It's a really beautiful bottle. It's a very sturdy, round bottle. The thing I like best about it, um, about the bottle, is at the base it has this little, I don't want to say it's a stand, but the, the base of the glass has, uh, the glass has, the base of the glass, the base of the bottle, it, it has this little, uh, I don't know, like a little pedestal thickness at the bottom, and I think that looks very nice, very, very... Um, I don't want to say fancy, but I like the fact that it looks so sturdy. That that pleases me. I don't know why. And the color on this, I have to tell you, this dry fly dry fly bourbon, it's one of my all-time favorite colors. Um, I have favorite colors, but besides this, but um, I don't want you to think that my favorite color is brown, which would there be nothing wrong with that, but this is one of my all-time favorite hues, let's say. Um, I do love brown, but this is more like a um, like a burnt sienna. And it's just, it's, it's a little more red than sepia. Just beautiful. Okay, let's get to the whiskey. Let's pour a little bit here. Oh, good. I didn't turn my phone off. I apologize for turning it off now. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. First thing we're going to do is look at it. I've already told you how beautiful it is. Let's nose it. Here we go. 
Ooh, there's some uh, citrus. Citrus and vanilla. And wow, there's like this this really, it's unusual in a bourbon, the, the vanilla I would expect, but there's this lovely malty breadiness to it that, that you just don't expect in a bourbon. And that, that has to be attributed to the interesting grain mixture, that triticale. There we go. I'm going to add, remember, we're going to add now just about a half a teaspoon of water to it to break through those glycols and release more of those aromas that we all love. Here we go. And then when I nose it again, yeah, I still got that vanilla and, and bread, but there's, there, there comes out this, uh, this hint of caramel, which I really like. That's really nice. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take, take a sip. Remember when you're tasting whiskey, you want to hold it in your mouth four or five seconds before you swallow it. That's so important to the whole experience. Please, if I teach you anything, hold the whiskey in your mouth four or five seconds before you swallow it. That way you get to enjoy all the finish. I mean, excuse me, blah, blah, all, I haven't even started drinking all of the flavor and the full finish. And you should have almost zero burn. A lot of times you'll have zero burn, but in some of these higher proofed products, you're going to get just a wee bit, just a wee bit of a burn. So here we go. I'm going to take a sip, hold it in my mouth, talk amongst yourselves. I'm sure you can find some current topic to consider while I do. Here we go. Mmm. Wow. Wow. There we go again. It's, it's, it's so interesting. The, the, the mouthfeel is extremely gentle for a 101 proof product, but the finish, it's really fascinating. It's like good bread. That whole multi bread thing comes full circle right into the finish. Uh, there's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of orange and it's just a teensy bit spicy, which I would not expect in a bourbon, a, a spicy finish to it at all. It's very unusual for a bourbon and it has to be attributed to that triticale. 45% uh, triticale in the grain recipe. Oh my goodness, what an interesting, you know I love an interesting whiskey. If there's one thing I love, it's an interesting whiskey and I highly recommend this one. Um, the next thing I've got to tell you is how I would use it. Oh, I'd be drinking it just like I am now. I'd just be sipping on it and enjoying it. But if you really, really insist on trying it in a cocktail, I would try it in a Manhattan. I think it would make an extraordinarily rich Manhattan. I think when any of us are um, preparing a Manhattan with a whiskey, we're looking for that richness. And this one is certainly, certainly full bodied enough to provide that. So there you go. Dry Fly Bourbon. $40 at your local Happy Juice store. If you can't find it, I'm sure you can shop online or uh, the Dry Fly Bourbon or the Dry Fly Distillery uh, website can certainly point you in the right direction. Again, this is out of the Pacific Northwest. There are some amazing, amazing alcoholic adult beverages, um, which is, is redundant coming out of the Pacific Northwest. They've been doing wonderful things with whiskey for several years, and, and I'm going to keep talking to you about craft products. I'm not just going to talk about craft products, but this is one I really think you should try. So there you go. Enjoy. Hey, I hope this finds all of you and yours very safe and very well. I uh, wanted to answer a question I got from Annie in Lanford, South Carolina. 
Uh, hi, Annie. Thank you so much for listening. She had a really interesting question. She said she names a couple of brands in her email, and I'm not I'm not going to mention the brands because I learned a long time ago to try not to um, uh, <laughs> not to cause not to cause problems. So I'm not going to speak out of turn. But I'm going to I'm going to tell you that she mentions two very very high profile popular brands in her email. She says, "Can you please tell me?" Why it is she 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 mentions that she's a whiskey lover, um, a big whiskey fan, and she says, "Can you please tell me why it is that brand X Y Z and brand uh, A B C why these are so popular? Because frankly, they are not good, and I don't understand, especially with the huge resurgence of whiskey's popularity, why they continue to be such." high sellers. Um, That's a really good question, Annie. She goes on to say some really nice things. Thanks. Thanks for all those kind words. Um, It's it's advertising budgets. I mean, some of these, some of these, especially one of the brands she mentions has an annual advertising budget of like $70 million. And it's it's very it's very classy to walk in and go, uh, give me uh, this and soda on the rocks. It's it's I, I wish I could mention these brands. I'm not gonna. Um, but it's just, it happens to be advertising. It's just getting the brand out there. It's a, they are very well established brands. And I think that does make it more difficult for some of the smaller distillers and some of the craft distillers to really, to really find their own niche out there. But what you find, Annie, is that just like you, um, the, the people in this whole wave of whiskeydom who just adore the the really good products that are being put out these days not only by craft distillers i i don't want to give craft distilling all of the credit because some of those really really big names are making some some of them have been making very good product for a very long time but they're also um addressing this trend in whiskey and they're getting creative themselves and making some good products so it's but it all comes down to advertising budgets and you know for instance dry fly the one i just reviewed the one i just talked about you know they're they're probably gonna struggle to get any national recognition but that doesn't mean you can't search them out and i think that the people who love whiskey and love the experience of these really high quality really interesting um, not just the craft distillers, but I'll say the craft whiskeys and some of these other new products on the market, they're going to find them. They're going to search them out, just like you, Annie. And thank you for bringing that to my attention. Again, I hope all of you are having a wonderful week. Please be safe. Please be careful. Please stay well. And uh, drop me a line if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you want to correct me on something and say, Deb, that was a big no-no because that's not true. I don't mind that. You go right ahead. You can contact me at believeinthewhiskeymistress at gmail.com. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, in the whiskey, with an E, mistress, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Join me next week on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress right here on the Believe Podcast Network. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's a show she knows about whiskey and stuff.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.